0: Folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, on. As you can tell, we're still on the road, finishing up things here. I'll be leaving Dallas today. I cannot wait to get back to the East Coast. But as you can hear, and we'll head back to our normal acoustics, also, because this hotel room acoustics is driving me absolutely bonkers. It's like being in a cave. But we brought with us today a man who, you know, one of Ohio's favorite sons, <laughs> you know, legend in in, in Akron. He has bags of Timken roller bearings sitting around his house right now that he uses to work out with. He's wrote his own book. He's a fitness guru. He's going to tell us about how we can attach our mind and our body's health to make our financial health a little bit better. With that, I don't have my sound effects for you, Kyle. Like I said, I'm I'm on the road right now, but we brought with us Mr. Kyle Nichols.
1: How are you, Sean?
0: I'll just clap for you because I don't have my sound appreciate effects. It. No,
1: no problem. No problem. Glad glad to be here. I'm glad to uh, appreciate you having me on.
0: Absolutely, brother. And I appreciate it. I know everybody's probably sitting there going, why is he doing this on a Thursday? I was supposed to get this in the morning on Thursday, but again, I'm traveling. So how to make, make some, uh, shift some things around. If, this, if the uh, big time podcasters can do it, I can do it. You know, I'll take control of this one here. But yeah so we're hanging out with Kyle. We're going to get going here in just a moment. But as always we got to get the bar open. We got to make things happen. So first things first, as we always talk about sticker in a cause. If you've got something you support, something you believe in, something some project, I don't care if it's another podcast, you wrote a book, you've got a sticker for it, reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, even our email. It's all the above the bar podcast. That's at gmail.com. Let me know what it is. I'll tell you where to, where to send it to. I'll give you my email address so that you can reach out. We'll get it on here. We'll read it free on the air. Also, we got to talk about our sponsor, Budget Blinds of East Greenbush. Are you looking for, for the perfect window covering for your home or business? Look no further than Budget Blinds of East Greenbush. Our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right blind, shades, shutters, or drapes to fit your unique style and budget. They offer a wide range of high-quality custom window coverings at an affordable price. Don't don't wait. Schedule your free in-home consultation today and transform your space with Budget Blinds of East Greenbush. And if you mention to them that you're there to belly up to the bar, they're going to give you a 10% discount on your entire order. Not just on one product or something like that, but on your entire order, they're going to give you a 10% discount on that. And you know what, Kyle? Kyle? I don't know if you know, do you know that, you know what shutters are? Like people who go in their house Absolutely. and they have
1: shutters? Absolutely.
0: <clears throat> did you know if you add shutters to your home? They're actually, because they're considered a permanent fixture, they actually add value to your home?
1: Yeah, well, not the ones I have on my home. They need to be.
0: Uh... <laughs> you might want to call the budget blinds of, of Akron. <laughs> Let them know. Come. I actually know the guy who owns Col- the one out of Columbus. So they, he they might did. go. With- he might go that far out to Cleveland. Who knows
1: if, if nothing else, they need to be painted. That's for sure. So
0: yeah, those inside shutters in your home will, will actually add value to your home just for the simple fact of having them in there because they're considered as a permanent fixture in your home.
1: Yeah.
0: So well, we're going to get this thing going. So Kyle comes to us, as we said from, from Akron, and I'll give him a little bit of a break. I mean, he's probably a Cleveland Browns fan. They've had a tough time up there with sports Little bit of basketball success. They couldn't pick a quarterback. Not, not, last,
1: not last night. No, no basketball success last night. Well,
0: well I didn't even see what, ha- what happened last night's game. I didn't even see
1: it. Yeah, they they lost. They lost. Season's over. Yeah, see, um,
0: my season just got better, though, for football. I'm a Ravens
1: fan. Oh, you're a Ravens fan. Okay. Well, I'm a huge, they signed okay.
0: Lamar. It's oh, did they
1: re sign him?
0: They signed Lamar Jackson for, uh, total deal 260 million dollars with 185 million in guarantees for 5 year extension
1: so that beats uh that beats uh, Jalen Hurts yep took Jalen
0: Hurts uh, out by 5 million yeah and, uh, and you keep in mind they just signed OBJ yeah right and there's serious serious talks that uh they're going to take DeAndre Hopkins
1: that makes sense
0: if they can sign if they can sign DeAndre Hopkins and sitting there with uh, OBJ, plus you have, uh, God, a- Ander- Anderson. The, I can't think of the tight end's name right now. It's escaping me. Uh, and their running game. A-, a team that was built on defense is going to be, if they can hit on all gears, that's an offensive monster.
1: Yeah, we, we had some issues with OBJ here. We, you uh, know what? He couldn't but, get on the same page with Baker and – But just,
0: who, who could? You know, yeah, Baker's – Sure, yeah. You, you know what? I haven't figured out what, what the deal is. And I know we're talking football right now, but I love football. I can't figure out why Cleveland can't keep a quarterback. Remember Brady Quinn?
1: Well, it's not, it's not that they can't keep him. They can't pick him. And but, as a result man. of not being able to pick him, they get rid of him. I mean we can go we could talk for 2 hours on this really I oh, mean it's you know so yeah
0: it's definitely one of those things like I always think back to the to the Brady Quinn era Oh yeah like like he was he was coming out of Notre Dame he was going to be the second coming he was he was another Peyton Manning
1: that's yep. what they said Yep
0: and that kid was garbage and then who was the one from Texas uh uh, uh Colt McCoy Colt McCoy yeah. There's another one. Yeah, right. Just.
1: Yeah, Tim Couch going back. Oh,
0: yeah, gosh, I forgot about Tim Couch.
1: Yeah, so you know, part of it is I'm not sure it's uh, it's all the the players. I mean, they've had so much turnover with coaches and offensive coordinators and everything else. I mean, so yeah, they've, you know, if you're a Ravens fan, you know, Browns Ravens. I mean, you you know, so. Well, I
0: actually knew Pettit. Uh, the old coach, Coach Pettit. Oh, okay. Um, he was a high school football coach at North Penn High School when I was in the Marine Corps recruiting for the Marine Corps. He was their high school football coach. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I mean, that guy worked his way up the ranks, and he was actually the Ravens AV coach or audiovisual guy before he became uh, the defensive line coach and ultimately got an opportunity to, to coach the uh, Browns. Right. That guy worked his way – like, he was a true work-my-way-up quarterback. There was no, like, hey, I was a college, this, that, and then right. I just kind of jumped over into it. That guy came from high school and worked his way up. Right. And couldn't couldn't get those guys to work. Yeah. So – but I digress. <laughs> we're really here to talk about about you and your – so you're in the area. See if I got everything correct. Maybe you – if I mess something up here, you explain. You're in the area. You were – do you, do you still, you were a personal trainer.
1: I, I, I was for, I was a, a trainer for the better part of two decades. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, had some personal things happen, hit, hit rock bottom for yourself and kind of, as, as a lot of people say, when you hit rock bottom, you can see yourself a heck of a lot better and you could see you. And from there comes the book, Mind, Body, Money. And you've also got your website, and that website is kyle, K-Y-L-E, dash, nickel, N-I-C-H-O-L.com. So kind of walk me through that initial story. You know, dec- you, you said it, decades of personal training to now you're a writer. You, you don't do that. The per- Do you still do the personal training at all anymore? I,
1: I, I did it up until uh, a couple of years ago.
0: Okay. So,
1: yeah. And, you know, I've got, uh, you know, on, on, on you know, the, the personal training became, became kind of a, a, a side gig for me later, later on. Cause I had always, you know, always had a, a full time job. I've been in sales, advertising sales most oh, of really? my life, with the exception of that period that I talk about in the book where I opened. Those two uh, brick and mortar personal training studios in the Cleveland area. So that was like a little, you know, kind of you know, be your own boss, uh, entrepreneur type uh, thing for about uh, about five years. So,
0: so you did that, but but talk to me about you know, you hear people say all the time, oh, I've hit rock bottom. I, I I've I found the bottom of my life. What did that mean for you?
1: Yeah, so you know, uh, without I'll try I'll try to kind of get through it as 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 fast as we can without making now it. too, time. Yeah, without like, without you know making it too boring. But you know, for for me, uh, you know, I I I come from a family that's got you know. Uh, you know, mental illness and depression kind of runs, runs through our family. So, uh, you know, I graduated from college um, and, um, you know, this was back early, early 90s, um, mm-hmm. graduated from college, um, got a, got a job right out of college. Um, and, you know, I, at that point, you know, everything was kind of lining up, you know, I mean, I, you know, during my college years, you know, I did uh, more than my fair share of things that I probably should not have been doing, um, you know, and uh, was was, you know, lucky I actually made it out of my first week in. Uh, oh, oh,
0: oh and really?
1: And that's not that's not an exaggeration. So when really? I really tell that story in the book, but so at any rate, you know, I did everything I possibly could not to graduate from college, you know, Um, but I ended up graduating, uh, you know, got a job um, in my, 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 the the major that I chose was public relations, got a job in that field right out of college. You know, I was about four years into that job. And, you know, one morning, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is This is great. Everything's lining up. I mean, I got away, got out of college with a degree, you know, got this great job. Everything's lining up well. And, you know, I'm about four, well, two, two and a half, three years into that job and uh, got laid off. So, you know, that uh, that was really, you know, a, a blow, you know, to to my ego. To be quite honest, um, you know, I kind of, you know, looking back, I kind of linked my whole uh, identity, my whole self-image to that job, right? Here I am, young, out of college, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money. I mean, back then, you know, I was like making 30 grand a year, but I was on the well, my... 90s. That's good money. Well, yeah, I mean, I was on my own. You had my own place, you know, and everything else. Everything was lining up and then boom it was all gone and it really sent me into uh a bit of a funk um and that funk became really sort of just a a really downward spiral into depression and and you know and just yeah just not not a good good period uh but you know Fortunately, you know, was able to, to work my way out of that. Um, so, you know, so from a from a mental illness standpoint, you know, that that runs in my family. I thought I was going to really be the only one to kind of escape that, you know, my brother and my mom. And, you know, it didn't happen. So, you know, that experience taught me a lot. It really did. And in fact, I can look back at that experience And, you know, what was truly some terrifying days and nights um, in my apartment, I can look back and say, you know what, I'm really glad I went through that. And when you say
0: terrifying, you know, not to try to pick at scabs or nothing, what does that mean for you?
1: Yeah, Yeah. just, you know, the, the way, you know, what was happening with my brain chemistry and everything, it was just bringing up. You know, the, the way the psychiatrist kind of explained it to me was, you know, this this thing, this mental illness, it was always in you, you know, because you were kind of genetically predisposed to it. And, you know, your job loss is really the thing that triggered you and brought it out. But, you know, it just it, it it just took me to some really dark places, you know, not able to sleep, nightmares thinking to myself, you know, what, what do I even have to live for? Oh,
0: you had went to that dark of a place.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, you know, now I'm looking back, right. I look back in hindsight, I'm like, you know, here I was, you know, uh, mid, mid twenties, mid to late twenties. And, you know, again, I had tied my whole identity to that job. And, um, so you know, it just just brought up some things that I probably had really kind of pushed down and suppressed. Some things about myself that I had kind of buried, um, that honestly needed to come out. I, I wish they didn't come out in that sort of right frightening of a, a manner. Uh, you know, in terms of you know suicidal thoughts and and you know, what is there to live for? You know, I don't want to go outside. I'm afraid to go outside. I can't, you know,
0: you, you had even gone to an agoraphobia level.
1: Oh, yeah. It was just, I, I, there was no reason to go outside. I wanted to stay in, you know, thought everybody was looking at me when I go outside and because you,
0: and you thought it was all because you had lost your job that people were were questioning. So, So now were you doing the personal trainer side at that point? No, no, not
1: at that, not at that point. Um, that, that came, that came like later in my twenties. I had always, you know, that whole, the personal training had all started really, you know, I've always had a passion for health and fitness, you know, played pretty much every sport back in middle school and high school. So I was really athletic, really active, um, you know, um, you know, so that, that was really a big part of my life. So the, the, the personal training kind of started from there. Um, I had done some uh, four or five drug-free bodybuilding shows, which were, were yeah, were kind of an outlet for me to, to just take this sort of gym mentality that I was obsessed with and, you know, get up on stage in a,
0: a banana hammock. In
1: a banana hammock, and, 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 you know.
0: And oil yourself up next to other men. Yeah. So, spray yeah. tans on. I mean, <laughs> just add to it. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it was just, you know, for me, when I do something, I'm just, I'm all in.
0: And I'm just. How do you think that's part of your, when you talk about mental health, I hear that often. I've talked to a lot of people that have had issues that part of their, their type of mental health is they get in their funk and they're all into their funk. Their funk is everything. It's all about them. And when they pull out of it, whatever they pull out to focus on, it is everything. It is the whole world. Everything is an absolute hyper-focus Oh yeah. to push. Is that the way you feel like you were? Yeah,
1: Yeah, without question. I mean, that's how, you know, that's honestly how I kind of approach everything. And, you know, for, for better or for worse, it's just, it's just how um how I'm wired. Um, I you know I just if I'm gonna do something, I guess it's I guess it's a fear. It's kind of a fear of failure and a fear of kind of disappointing myself and everything else. So, you know, I, and believe me, I've you know I've probably failed more in my life than I've you know succeeded. So, but that's that's a good kind thing. Of, you know, that's the mentality that that I go about things with. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, the, 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 the depression, there was that. So, you know, um, I got to the point in, in my, I I had moved out of that public relations career and moved into, uh, advertising sales. And I've really been in that realm, in that career, most of my professional life. Um, with the exception, like I said, of a period 2008 to about 2012, 2013, where I took that sort of personal training and that passion for health and fitness. And I opened up a, uh, uh a private personal training studio in, in a Cleveland suburb. A couple years later, I opened up another one. Um, and, um, you know, if you were to tell me, uh, that, you know, you, you're going to open up a brick and mortar personal training studio on January 4th of 2008, I'd tell you, you were completely nuts. It,
0: especially in the middle. I mean, that's the, the yeah. crash is going on. Yeah. The world is, you right. know, we're, everybody thought, oh, it's another uh, great depression. The world's right. coming to an end. Right. But the, So here you are opening a business during that
1: time. Yeah. And, you know, that's again, that's kind of how I do things. I just, you know, I, it's, I look back and I'm like, you know, you've 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 made some kind of wacky decisions in your life. But it is what it is. But at any rate, you know, that first that first training studio that I opened, we did great. Um, right. You know, right away, we really did well things were going great um decided to open up a second location um that one did not go well um so you know i had one that was doing okay i had another one that just i could not get going um to the to the same degree that i had the first one going you know was kind of accumulate. And, you know, at this point I had, I had a staff of probably total of 10.
0: So good. So, you know, you, you definitely had staff. It wasn't like it was no. you and one other no, person.
1: No, 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 no. I had like eight to 10 trainers working for me. Cause you know, the one, the one facility was full. I mean, we just had no appointments. We were totally booked. Um, The other one, you know, like I said, not, not nearly as well, but, you know, fast forward to about 2000, 2011, 2012 is just, you know, the stress of owning these two businesses was just really starting to wear on me. Um, In 2011, um, my, uh, my ex-wife filed for divorce. So, you know, that was, kind of going and yeah, that,
0: that, that can be, and that's one of those, uh, those funks that I I've lived through. I understand definitely what you mean there.
1: Yeah. So, you know, and I, I've got, at that point I had two young kids and, you know, so it was just, and, and I'm trying to manage these two businesses and, you know, I was just really kind of swimming in, uh, business debt and, you know, I, as much as I did not want to file for bankruptcy because I personally, I kind of equated bankruptcy with failure. Right. You know, to me that meant I was just a utter failure declaring bankruptcy, you know, only losers who can't manage their money file for bankruptcy. That was like, that was my mind. It It was in your head. Right. So, but you know, filed for bankruptcy and again, not unlike that, The depression, you know, you you take and you can probably relate to this. Maybe some of your listeners can relate to it. You know, the older you get, you look back and you're able to kind of extract positive things out of really negative situations.
0: 100%.
1: Right. So that bankruptcy. And again, that bankruptcy was not related in any way, shape or form to my personal finances. It was all business debt. And, but what it did was it really made me take a hard look at my personal finances and what I was doing with my own money. And from that point on, I just became obsessed with personal finance, obsessed with budgeting, um, helping other people budget. So a lot of good things came from that bankruptcy and managing those two businesses um, really did. So, um,
0: so, so- now is that where the, the birth of the book that you have mind, body, money, that's the birth of the book is, is that now you, you say something interesting, you know, talking about the depression, owning businesses, you know, going through a bankruptcy. How do people react when you say, hey, yeah, man, I wrote a book on uh, mental health, physical <laughs> yeah. health and financial health. Oh, and by the way, I've gone through these things at the well, bottom end of it. How do people react to that?
1: Well, look, you know, I, you know, I, my I think I had always thought about writing a book, but you know, everybody thinks about writing a book, right? right? Or maybe not everybody, but a lot of people do. Um, and, you know, with the pandemic and everything, you know, everybody's hunkered down, everybody's, you know, uh, hunkered down in their house, you know, I'm thinking, okay, if you're gonna write a book, All right now, now's the time, the time to write time. a book. So, you know, I thought to myself, I asked myself a couple questions. What do I know? What do I feel like I'm an expert in? And how can I help people? Those were the questions that I asked myself. And you know, I've dealt with mental illness. I've dealt with thoughts of just killing myself.
0: Ending it, yeah.
1: You know, I've I've dealt with bankruptcy. And here's this other component where I've devoted my entire life pretty much to health and fitness. Those, those are the three things that I know. And those are the three things that, that I feel like I can help people with. So I set out to write the book about, you know, not only my personal experiences, and this is the thing that's interesting um, about the book and about the whole uh, personal training situation. You know our clients at at these studios. You know we were not your typical uh, Planet Fitness, where you walk in and you pay. You know what is it, fourteen ninety nine? Yeah, 99.
0: whatever it is. Yeah, they're so right. they're very inexpensive, and then they give you pizza. That's what's so great about it.
1: We, we, I have no idea what they do. So oh, it's it's yeah
0: the worst. So
1: you know my my facilities were you know for. For high end clientele, I mean, you weren't getting into one of my studios for anything less than a grand.
0: And now, Um, was that a month? Was that a?
1: It it was. We sold different training packages, different different numbers of training sessions in them. So every time somebody would come in to the studio, they were working either with me or one of my trainers, just the two of them.
0: Any pro athletes? I got. I got to ask. You know any anyone at that level
1: no 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 pro athletes we were pretty much uh, working with general general population as it's referred to in personal training circles but we worked with my gosh i mean such a diverse i mean group of people it's just really really incredible you know ages young kids all the way up to oh really folks who are in their 70s and 80s and you know but the one, the one common denominator was, you know, these folks had money to be able to afford our services. So, But the point I was getting at was when somebody would, would call us and uh, uh, schedule a consultation... Nine times out of 10, it was me doing the consultation. There were times where I'd have my manager who was running my studio. He would do consultation as well. But one of the fascinating parts of this was when somebody would come, when when I first opened that, when I opened that first location, you know, I'm thinking people are going to come in and all they're going to want to do is talk about, you know, losing weight getting stronger, building muscle, right, physical.
0: Right, yeah, that, that makes sense.
1: Right? Well, they'd be sitting in, you know, I had a little office in the, in the, in the studio and they'd come in and you know, they'd start talking about other things, about, you know, how their physical issues were impacting, you know, their personal lives. And, and I get into that a little bit in the book, so long story short, you know, these, these these people were not you know, and I'm thinking to myself when when somebody would bring up maybe a personal issue, you know, early on I was sitting in the office, you know, right across from them thinking to myself, you know, I'm your you know, I'm just your I'm just a trainer. I mean, you're you're telling me about, you know, how your weight is affecting your sex life. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't,
0: <laughs> That's they're really I, opening up to you at that yeah, point. Right.
1: And you know, but that's, that was that relationship, that trainer client relationship. And the more you worked with somebody and the more you, they came into the studio, the more comfortable they would get. And, you know, I could write a whole book, you know, I should probably call it like the, uh, uh, personal trainer diaries or something like that because I mean some of the stories were just crazy and then it yeah you know, I mean so so my point is I I took my own my own experiences right with the mental illness the bankruptcy and my own knowledge and my experience training training clients and I combined that the thing that really told me that that this was a, a viable idea for a book was, was what I was hearing from these clients. I mean, they were not only having physical issues, but they were having emotional issues, mental issues. Sometimes they were having professional issues. So, you know, it all kind of... Went- Worked together. Yeah. So... the the longer I did it and the longer I owned those businesses and the more consultations I did with these people, I started thinking, okay, these people are dealing with like three main issues. There's, there's physical issues and they're having mental issues and some of them are having financial issues too. And I started thinking of these things as, like, I I started calling them the three pillars of stress. That was, like, my name for it, right? Emotional stress, physical stress, financial stress. And, you know, if you think about it, those are really the three major areas that all of us probably have issues with from time to time, right? Absolutely. One of those three, so...
0: So, so that's where you started at. And, and I, I just want to let you know, Nate just popped up. He he says, what's up, brother, Lisa Marie. Be, be careful, Lisa. She's got 60 haunted dolls in her house. <laughs> so, so just be careful with that one. And, and Lisa, I can tell you, right,
1: uh, is she into the paranormal and uh... very
0: much Lisa and Nate are they, they were on the show uh, last week and we were talking about all the, all the haunted dolls and stuff that, that she has. So, uh, Stand, stand by that. Look, we might be able to talk to one of her haunted dolls about any financial planning that, that they have in the <laughs> yeah, world. And I don't
1: have haunted what, what dolls, got. but I, I admit I'm kind of uh, intrigued by some of that paranormal stuff. So,
0: Oh, she's got new new videos of them. So everybody go check out Lisa Marie. <laughs> uh, Lisa drop the name of the uh, site. I can't think of it right this second. But, you know, it's it's interesting that you say say this. So, you know, I did 20 years in the Marine Corps. And one of the things we used to always talk about was look good, feel good. If you're in better physical shape, you have better mental health. You know, Nate popping up here. Nate was Nate had more X's in his clothes than a porno film, <laughs> and he's now down to a double XL at 260 from being well over three almost 400 pounds wow he's down to 260 Wow, he's like Good. i know he's dropped like somewhere around 140 145 Good for and you. him and i talk all the time and one of the things he always says is man i went for a job man i feel better mm-hmm. when we talk he sounds happier mm-hmm. and it, it's very interesting that you call those your three pillars because those are three things that if your head's not there you're going to be down if you're physically looking at yourself going man i used to be able to do this i can't do that and the same thing with your wallet. If you're looking at your wallet and, you know, the, like the old uh, cartoons where they open the wallet and the moth goes flying out, <laughs> you know, if you're in those worlds. So as you're writing this book, and again, folks, if you're looking for Kyle's book, you can find it on Amazon. He also has uh, his website, kyle n-i-c-h-o-l.com, and he spells Kyle, K-Y-L-E. You can, you can find the book there. There's links for it. But, uh, oh yeah. And he beat sleep apnea too. I forgot about that for you, Nate, that he had the sleep oh, wow. apnea. His doctor told him you're going to die.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, figure it out, you know, mm-hmm. lose the weight or die. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as you're writing this and you're, I, I can't imagine you're not reflecting on your own personal situation. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what was probably in, in this, I don't know any other way of put it, but what was the biggest epiphany about yourself? as you're writing this, that you started to say, I see me and all these other things that are going on. This is what I see in myself. The biggest thing that came out of yourself as you're writing this.
1: Yeah. You know, the, the, the biggest thing for me, and it's, it, cause you kind of, you kind of nailed it, you know, writing the book, uh, was, was a way for me to talk about, uh, You know, and and as you know, I mentioned the bankruptcy, feeling like it was failure, right? The mental illness, you know, albeit that happened when I was younger, but I equated that to weakness. So I equated mental illness to weakness. I equated bankruptcy to failure. Writing the book. I think the more I think about it, the more it was a way for me to say, you know what, that stuff's okay. You, you, you got through that and now you're to a point where you're comfortable enough to not only write about it, but to put it out on the street, put it up on Amazon. Um, and, um, and and so so it was a way for me to you know get comfortable with with those things. And and not only that, you know, feel feel comfortable and having a desire to help other people because I know there are other people that you know are going through, you know, whether they're emotional issues, whether they're having physical challenges, financial issues. But, you know, you mentioned something earlier, Sean, and I, I've been on, you know, it's interesting. I was on a podcast. Uh, what is today? today? Today's Thursday. Today is Thursday. Um, earlier in the week and, um, you know, the the I've been on a few podcasts and a lot of a lot of people have yet to really, you know, they want to understand this idea between. You know, mind, body, and money. Like you said, most people can understand the connection, right? You said, "Look good, feel good." Feel good, right? Most people can get that connection between those two things. If you're feeling good about yourself physically, you're going to feel good about yourself emotionally. But financially, you know, you think about it. In my opinion, if one of those things your your emotional health, your mental health or your financial health. If one of those things isn't being taken care of, there's a good chance one of the other things, absolutely, is is falling short as well. Right? You just said it. If you feel if you don't feel good about yourself, that's going to trickle down through your job, through your work performance, your ability to earn money. So they all go together. They all. Yep. Play. Yeah.
0: they all have to play nice in the sandbox absolutely no i i absolutely can see that because you know if you think about it i've never known a broke dude that was like look at me i look <laughs> i look phenomenal <laughs> I've never, you know what i mean they're, they're yeah. never you know about the only way i probably could equate the the what the weight thing or that was you know that the old idea that uh you know, people would get, you know, gain a lot of weight to show wealth. You know what I mean? Like they would get big and hefty, like, but today we would never say that. Right. It, it, Nate, you're absolutely correct. I, being on my travels, I do not have my rye whiskey in my hand. <laughs> I do look a little lost without it. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. But, but, I, but I get it completely. So what are you, some of the things that in, in the book that, you know, and, and again, folks with books, mind, body, money, Amazon, kyle-nichols.com, you can find it. But what are some of the things that you hope people can take from it or lessons that you're trying to imbue to folks?
1: Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that I do uh, um, provide in the book is, is a daily routine. I'm a big, um, and, you know, you can probably relate to this. You were in the Marines, I've always been a big fan of structure and routine. It's just, I, I, now don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, a lot of people might, you know, equate that to being, you know, a dull, boring type person. I I don't consider myself a dull, boring person, but I do. I I just like being in a routine. Um, 100%. I'm the type of guy who's a who's up at five, five thirty in the morning, you know, work out in the morning, um, get a ton of stuff done in the morning. And then I got the rest of the day to do whatever I have to do. So one of the things that I put put out in the book is really a simple daily routine that people can can use. And it only takes literally 50 minutes to address physical health, emotional health, and financial health. Now, it sounds crazy, right? You're like 50 minutes. I mean, this sounds... Ho- but no, it's really... The the thing is, people don't take the time to, to focus on these three things because it seems like it's such an overwhelming topic, right? Emotional health, physical health, financial health. But what I've done I've taken my own experience and what I do every day. And I've kind of boiled that down into a daily routine that I think will benefit a lot of people. So, so um, what are,
0: so, you know, 50 minutes, let's break that down. I ain't trying to give away the book here, folks, but I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it out of Kyle here. So, so what are something, you know, each category. So we got the mind, body money. What is one thing, in each of those categories that we can do in the, in the morning. Cause I know like for me, I like to get up in the morning. I I have, you know, this is a mental thing for me. I have to brush my teeth first thing in the morning. I cannot do yeah. anything in my life until that is done. Yeah. And then I do yoga stretches. Yeah. Cause I've got some back issues and that mm-hmm. I learned that work for me. Mm-hmm. And then I do pushups.
1: Mm-hmm. I do a
0: max set of pushups. One set. I'm not, my days of the Marine Corps is over. I don't know do much more than that. But but that's a that to me, and it's funny. Completing that task is a mental victory. In completing the push-ups, being able to say, "Well, I can still do this amount at forty-six years old." Oh yeah. And there's guys in way better shape at my age, but I'm not Tom Brady. Uh, it's okay. I don't also make billions of dollars and have personal trainers like Kyle in my life. It- <laughs> I'm doing what I need to do. So I know for me, those are my kind of things to get ready. Yeah. What yeah. kind of, you know, what are three things that you could hand to somebody and say, do this, this, and this just to get the ball rolling?
1: Yeah. Let me, let me say this, Sean. What, what you do in the morning with that max set of push ups, you're probably doing more than, half of the country is in the morning. Okay. It's, you know, so yeah, trust me. Um, um, And, and that's speaking, that's speaking from experience having, you know, trained clients for, for 20 years, but um, you know, so, you know, for, for me, my, most of my life, I, I've spent, you know, on the physical side, physical health, right? The the sports, the working out, the bodybuilding, everything else. And it was only until about three years ago, honestly, that I started uh, deep breathing. Okay. And... You know, it's something that, you know, I always knew about. I always knew the benefits of it, but I always thought to myself, yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm I don't need you know, I don't need I don't need that. But, you know, so I started doing about 10 to 15 minutes of deep breathing every day. And I'm, I can almost the only time I really sometimes don't do it is when I'm traveling like, it was kind of funny, you know, you're in a hotel. I was almost, we were almost both going to be in a hotel this week because I just got back from Atlanta. So, um, you know, I would have been in a hotel as well. But so, you know, deep breathing for your emotional and for your mental oh, for,
0: for mental health, really?
1: Yeah. You know, some people, you know, the meditation. Um, so five to 10 minutes of deep breathing a day, It. It's. It is truly. If if your listeners have never done it before, I would highly. Even if you started literally, you can feel the benefits after one minute of deep breathing. Just go somewhere in your house, go in your room, close the door, quiet, sit on your bed, sit in a chair, lay on the floor, lay on the bed, and just, just breathe, for Intentionally. one. Intentionally. 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 Yeah. You know, so, you know, the, a good, a good analogy, you know, again, you were in, you were in the Marines, you know, uh, from what I've, from what I've heard, and this is the breathing that I do. I do a deep breathing, which is a five, five, five pattern. So it's a inhale for five seconds, hold for five seconds, exhale for five seconds. So it's a 15 second deep breathing interval. And uh, apparently the Navy SEALs, that's like their core. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. When they're, you know, when they're in like a stressful situation, that's what they're trained to do is that it's called box breathing. Okay. So it's five, five, five. So, and there are a lot of deep breathing apps that kind of have a recorded voice and they kind of guide you through it. You know, so it's, you know, inhale, hold, exhale, hold. Inhale,
0: hold, so. You see, now I, I do the yoga breathing, which Good, is more yeah. of, which is more of a, an inhale, and they talk about feeling the breath swirling in the back of your, your throat.
1: Yeah.
0: A, as you're breathing in, and then as you exhale, you exhale loud. Yeah, now, okay. Like, like the idea is not to just be like, it's more right. of like this hard, like, like right. you want to. You want to hear your, yourself, right. yourself doing it. And, and God, I think we talked this all, I mean, we're getting ready soon. We got to close the bar up here. We're already, I didn't even realize what time it was. We're already at this point. And then yeah. you're absolutely right. Martial arts training teaches teaches a lot of breathing. Yeah. So we can, so one thing is we definitely do the breathing and that's, again, you're talking that's from a time standpoint, that's nothing. I promise you most of you pick up your cell phone first thing in the morning and, and, who 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 liked my post over the middle of the night yeah. who texted me while I was sleeping how about you no know, so and that's actually a combo i mean it's a mental thing and a physical thing
1: mm-hmm. what do you
0: what would be one thing from a, another physical thing somebody could do to help kind of get that ball rolling
1: yeah i mean you know it's generally generally recognized that you know 30 30 minutes of some type of physical exercise a day um, is 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 pretty well established as a, as a good benchmark for people to reach. So, you know, if you're somebody who's, who's not, um, accustomed to exercising, you know, Sean, you do those pushups. I mean, that takes you next to no time at all. Oh God, it's
0: less than two minutes. Right, right now I'm up to 40.
1: At yeah. This point. So, so pushups, if you're not strong enough to do a full pushup, you know, you do the knee pushups from the knees, Right um, get, you know, take a, take a 30 minute walk. It's nothing. It's, it's not, I'm not prescribing, you know, go hit the gym Right for, for 45, 50 minutes of high intensity, you know, compound weightlifting. That's not it. It's, it's doing something to take care of your physical health. And there are a lot of things that you can do for 30 minutes a day that will benefit you physically, okay? So, you know, that's sort of the physical health component. Um, You know, taking care of your your mental health, your emotional health via, you know, um, you know, you said yoga, that's awesome. Deep breathing is, I'm a big fan of that. Meditation, um, you know, and on the money side, I mean, you know, I'm a big advocate of working, working, on, working off of a budget. I have a very strict budget that I work off of every month, um, and I can trace that all the way back to the bankruptcy. That all started, and I can remember the day, and I know we're kind of winding down here, but I kind of mention it in the book. You know, after that bankruptcy got uh, got uh, discharged and I got the final papers for that bankruptcy being discharged, I remember being here at the house one day sitting on the couch and I literally said to myself, I have got to get better control of my money.
0: It was an eye opener.
1: It literally was. I'm like, I have got to get better control. I, I need to get better control of where my money's going. Every time I get paid.
0: So well, what were some of the things that, because, it, you know, there, there's a million TikToks that tell you how to get your money together. There's a, another million Instagram pages that say, well, this is how you get your money together. Mm-hmm. And I think nine times out of 10, of them, people listen to it and then they go, well, I could do that. And then they look at it and go, I need $10,000 to start doing that. I ain't got $10 in bus fare right now
1: right
0: you know is there is there anything from that standpoint and i call it realistic money yeah not this like hey so you can get this and you could do that and Mm -hmm. that ain't how this works what are what are some of the realistic things that you would say hey start here with the money
1: yeah you know i i believe i firmly believe that you know getting ahead with money and getting more control of your money is is 80 percent a a behavioral thing and 20 percent a financial thing now don't get me wrong i know there are a lot of people out there you know who you know they're having a tough time especially over the last couple years there are ways to make money Okay. there are ways to get I I worked at one point I was working, you know, a full time job and I was training two or three clients in their homes on the side, you know, just to kind of dig myself out from the divorce and everything else. So um, but, you know, a lot of the time our behaviors with money are what put us in a bad position with money not so much the amount of money that we are making or not making. It's what we do with the money that we are making that gets us into trouble uh, nine times out of 10. So, um, you know, I, I, I just believe that, you know, if you, can, if you can learn to change your behavior with money, you can start getting ahead with money.
0: What's the idea that that you have to you have to control it, not it control you and the impulse buying and the impulse spending? Absolutely. I think you know we're all. We, I, you know, well those most people know. I, I bought a franchise. I own my own business now. You know, and there's so many things within what you're saying that are so important. But something you just said and and it really kind of clicked in my head. The impulse. We were talking about. Uh, I'll ask in a second here, Nate. We were we were just talking today that in my industry of window coverings, that if somebody calls you and you don't respond to them within five minutes, they have moved on to somebody else. It is a you are a hundred times mm-hmm. more likely to get an opportunity to present to a client. If you respond to them in five Mm -hmm. minutes, it Mm -hmm. drops down to 20% -hmm. Mm -hmm. if it's between five and 10 minutes. It's so, it's that instant gratification culture, even down to appointments. We were talking about it today. And uh, one of the instructors is like, you know, you're going to get busy, you're going to be putting people out two weeks. And in my head, from the industries I've worked in, in sales, that's like, you're out of your mind. Two weeks to talk to somebody
1: Mm
0: that you'll never do that. And in my head, I'm like, I'll hire a second salesperson before I wait two
1: two weeks. It was, it was. Trust me, it, it, Sean. It was the exact same thing with, with my training studios. If we didn't jump on them, so to speak, right? Yeah. When, they, when they first called, guess what? On to the next one. They were going somewhere else. I mean, we're talking. You know, health and fitness is one of the most competitive industries out there. If they, if you don't get them when they're hot. They, will, they are going to go somewhere else. So I,
0: I get it completely. We got to ask Nate's question. This is a very important question. Nate makes sure that he has very important things for us. What is your favorite cheat meal?
1: What's my favorite cheat? Well, here's the thing you know, I'm pretty regimented with what I eat five days a week. And then um, it's funny, I just wrote an article. I do some writing for this. Uh, it's called medium.com. People can find me over on medium.com. Dot com as well, so I do some writing over there. Um, but I wrote an article about, and this is a whole other topic. But I, I wrote an article about how I pretty much uh, eat the same thing, the same two or three things during the week, and it just benefits me. It all goes back to that structure. It all goes back to that routine. That's just how I'm how I'm wired. And there's a lot of benefits that I've found eating the same thing during the week, right? financially time-wise everything yeah. else. but on the weekends you know i let myself go and believe me i can eat and i what, love what's
0: the one? What's the go-to though
1: i'd I've have to say, yeah i'd have to say probably some type of some type of italian some type of pasta, pasta you know you were
0: just in one of my favorite pizza cities if you were in atlanta
1: oh atlanta okay
0: i will put up Everybody likes to talk about all the port. What is it? I think it's like Portland or somebody. They're like at yeah, all their pizza in New York City. I promise you, Antica Pizza in Atlanta, Georgia.
1: Antica. I will
0: put Antica Pizza in Atlanta, Georgia. I will put up against some of the best pizza in the world. The travel magazines always rank it in the top 10 in the United States. And people are like, Atlanta for pizza. I'm like, yeah. listen to me. <laughs> I will tell you, Atlanta for food. You ever had a scotch egg? Do you know what a scotch egg is
1: yeah you know what i think i have is it isn't it is it related to a, Is it related to a deviled egg so
0: kind of it's a hard boiled egg okay. wrapped in sausage and then deep fried
1: oh then no no uh-huh. no, no okay listen to me <laughs> a kid that
0: lives in my soul hard boiled egg wrapped in sausage and then deep fried and then served with like a sauce like a dipping sauce yeah it's ridiculous. So we we got to get ready to close things up. So, again, you can find Kyle on uh, kyle-nichols.com. That's K-Y-L-E-N-I-C-H-O-L.com. Uh, you can find him on Amazon. You can find his book, uh, Mind, Body, Money.
1: If you search, um, all you got to do is search for my name, Kyle Nickel, on Amazon, and it, it pops up.
0: He's on uh, LinkedIn. Also, you can find him over there. You can find his fan page on Facebook. He's got an Instagram page. He, i don't know if he got an OnlyFans and a Foot Finder page, but I mean, <laughs> he, he might. We, you not know, we yet. all got to make money somehow.
1: Yeah, not there yet, Miss <laughs> Cody. How are you? It's been a
0: long time since I saw you. Want to talk about the trap? The traveling spirit. This is my traveling spirit, Cody. Every time I turn around, she's in another country doing some uh, transcendental dancing. She's always moving. <laughs> She she is my, my is. traveling spirit right there. And Nate's over here giving me updates. Bryce Young's gone to the Panthers and CJ Stroud to Houston. He's giving me my, my NFL. Oh, update.
1: Stroud went to Houston.
0: Yeah. Look, okay. yeah. I forgot his to
1: draft tonight. Okay. Look,
0: there it is. Just got back from Costa Rica. Woo woo. Oh, told wow. you there you go, Kyle. She gave you a high, also. So look, folks, go follow Kyle. Go find Kyle's stuff. This is These I I believe exactly what he's saying. These are the three modern pillars of modern life. If your mental health, financial health and physical health are not tied together and you don't think about it in those ways, they will fall. And so will you. you got to think about these things. Um, If you found Kyle through through me, I you know, he's going to appreciate it. And if you found me through Kyle, look, give us a like, follow, share. It might sound like something out, out of one of those kids' videos on YouTube. Like, follow, share, subscribe. <laughs> Listen, it, when you go on to whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it be in Facebook and you give us give us a follower, you go over on to Apple, which I really appreciate when people go to Apple, when you give us a five-star rating and you leave a comment, that pushes things. That's how people find Kyle. That's how people find us. Those algorithms, like them or not, believe in them uh, – Look at that. She always finds new friends. That's my Cody. Uh, Any of those things you go out and you, you, you do those things. That's how we're all found. That's how we're all grow. That's how these things get better every single day. So please like follow share and don't forget sticker in a cause. If you got something going on, reach out to me, let me know, send me that sticker. We'll get you right on here. Now, Kyle, I know, again, we talked about this beforehand. You listened to all 175 episodes in a row, in mental preparation for this, which means you know ex- exactly what I'm about to ask you here in, in a moment. You know exactly what's coming. It, it, there's no way you could be sur- I know you're going to be surprised because everybody's always surprised. The guest always gets the final word. So what's the final word, Kyle?
1: Yeah, the final word is you know, just take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves physically. Take care of yourselves emotionally right. Take care of yourselves financially because nobody else is going to do it. Nobody else is going to give you the time to do it. You've got to take the time and make the time to do it.
0: All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.